This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. And it's raining. We're back to beautiful BC weather, British Columbia, Vancouver. <clears throat> and and it hasn't been a week of rain, but it feels like it's been raining for weeks. And it's just the, you know, constant... And two, again, it's not constant, but... It's just that there's more more cloud than blue sky, and there's more... Um, more rain. Yeah. Uh, and two, it's, it's this wide variety. It's a mist sometimes. It's this ocean mist, because we're right down by the Pacific Ocean, and... Sometimes the air is salty. The rain, you know, the rain, the mist. Uh, and then some. sometimes it has, yeah, a variety of smells, uh, subtleties. Subtleties. Well, okay, so, topic. Um, uh, this is, this is talking, talking about a project that I've been kind of given by my subconscious, and so it's something that's less developed. I see it in, in all of my projects, really, and it's uh, sort of as, as I've been on this 25-year-long uh, journey, that there are moments, and, and part of it is that I'm stitching together those moments, and I'm seeing, uh, there's the word, leitmotif. I'm seeing this repetition of symbols, and I'm giving it, giving it this definition, saying, okay, well, oh, well, that's what that is. Um, parts of it I don't, really, there's a lot of it that I don't get, I don't understand. And, and yet it's, it's this project. Uh, part of it, I think, is the notion of that there's one story that you're telling. That's part of it. Then there's this other part of it, which is the subconscious, uh, sometimes getting very direct. Uh, I'm, I've mentioned it somewhere, this uh, childhood part of myself who just directs me, who's, you know says, I want you to do this. This is what I want. But it's it's also loaded with this confusion of I don't know what this is. You know, I'm not I'm not sure what what this story is. Is there a story going on? What is this thing? So there's that. Uh, the setting I know. I'll have moments when I'm when I've written or say, as I'm thinking about uh, my version of Mornington Crescent, which is this street in Camden Town in London, in Camden, that I've, that has changed as I've explored it and made it into something, um, made it my own.
but uh, still stuck with the... It's sort of, on one hand, getting this mission, but on the other hand, sort of, it you know, doesn't just doesn't make sense. And I have sat down with it. I did an episode talking about maps, uh, and it had an element of dreams. There's maps and dreams, and that you use the maps to imagine the place. Say if I, if I sat there and I described the coastline, because you could, you could, you could sit there for a chapter and just talk about the, you know, the coastline, describe, you know, what's, what's up north, the people up north, and, there's that element of, uh, exposition, slash info dumping, in that, And I, I want to say something like, in gentler times, you could get away with that kind of thing. Well, you, you, and you still could. But there's also the question of, uh, you know, who's who's the point of view character that we're going to be inhabiting? Is it this? Uh, important expression of, of my subconscious. Uh, and it is uh, deeply, deeply important, dearly important. And I keep, I keep returning to it and sort of um, posing, posing questions, altering memories, playing out things differently. Um, I was going to say as one does, but maybe not everyone does that. Maybe not. Uh, I know. I know of being plagued by memories, uh, even fairly benign ones. These people appear uh, and being thought of, and there's this sense of regret. Often, <clears throat> and just recently, I. I found myself doing that, and then just switched gears. And I, and I, I, I was like, "Well, if we're going to be thinking about, if we're going to be thinking about people, uh, you know, obsessing and fretting, why not also throw in, you know, an awesome person, you know, a sort of shining star, and uh, you know, think of them. Why not, you know?" put them on the scales too and, and uh, actually actually sort of actually drive this thing instead of being driven shape it, mold it and I, I, I see that as ultimately what what's going on with, uh, with my subconscious and this request uh, basically, it has to do with this. It has to do with this ship. It has to do with this tree ship. It has to do with all the elements that go along with that. The the journey, uh, 
I'm thinking of the Imran, I think it's Imram, I think that's it, from uh, Irish tales, Irish myth, folklore, of people heading out on these sort of uh, odysseys. Yeah, that would be the equivalent, that's what Imran means, Imram. So... Yeah, I've been set this task, this this journey, you know, to go out, uh, and it it attaches itself as well to to events, events, um, events, characters. Like it, it seems to have the same kind of properties as uh, my fantasy cowboy that say. Is it a case of taking the fantasy cowboy and dropping them into into this scenario? That there's this kind of lifelong adventure in writing where we go we go from Star Island to Star Island. You know, and, and encounter <clears throat> uh, various sailing problems that one does in stories such as this. It, it seems like, what is it, it's sort of the, the noblest, best thing to write. That I have, I have other things that I've written, but it's almost like, say, give, being given a free pass is that uh, the best part of myself saying, go, do that thing, you know, live it. As anyone who writes this kind of stuff knows, you know, you, it is an adventure. You go there, you do, you, you are on the quest, whatever it is. You know, those wonderful first draft moments and then those other later draft moments where you get to you get to still explore and you get to return to those moments and it's great the thing that's not great is is the it, and too wouldn't it be great if it was just for that say you knew uh the audience. So I'm just thinking of, say, situations where somebody's writing for someone specifically and that something comes out of that. I'm just thinking of a number of books where that's been the case. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, that, that it's not, it's not publishing and instead it's, it's where you there's almost like the, there's an, an affection, affection, and a, a sharing of this thing, and it's say something that you're going to be talking about. And things like what happens next. You know that that would be great.
So I'm just thinking of, just thinking of that. <clears throat> I think too, it's it's that I'm holding on to the, holding on to this, and going, it's like, what is this, and you know, why is it, why is it so slow? Number one. feel like I was off on that adventure and I've kind of returned to sort of the home port but I'm about to set sail again with an even clearer uh, comprehension sort of have, having met the um, financier I guess it would be the financier of the imagination <laughs> who's, who's, who's dwelling on this shadowy street of the subconscious. But it's actually a beautiful place. You know, and there's, you know, of course, dangerous characters, but there are also you know, amazing characters. This is getting back, playing with this notion of um, almost like say it's the stereotype of uh, illumination. Oh, bright things are beautiful. Bright things, you know. Whereas you can, it can be so bright that you get blinded. <clears throat> Individuals who lose their way. Um, characters. There's this simplicity to the ship. There's this uh, simplicity of at its root, which is very good because it's this tree ship. But at at its root, it's it's just pure imagination and creativity and play and fun. And then there's these layers of complexity that are put over top, much like you know the drafting or editing process. And so as we prepare to leave port once again, set out on this uh, next adventure. Uh, it, it really, that's, that's really what it is about. You know, it's about having a great time and, and enjoying it and taking pleasure in it. And that's been tough. That's been tough. And too, this is me bouncing back from the end of the convention the cancellation of the convention. I wish it was the end of the convention. In the sense of, say, you know, I went, uh, I sat on panels, uh, met some new people. It's not the end, uh, but it does, it, it sort of say, I've snapped back. And it's a, yeah, it's this shock. And I'm 
I've had moments of, uh, there's an element of humiliation there, so, uh, but, but then it's, it's really balanced out with, no, I, I did my best to, to present it, in, a, in kind of like clarify, clarify and, pre, you know, present it and sort of say, well, what is this thing <clears throat> that these people are doing, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, why should other people get involved? Why should you get involved? Especially writers. Uh, yeah, and I guess too, it's, it's, this is me getting back to, you know, why, why go to the conventions? And, and having this, uh, being sent on this, on this mission, mission. And the mission is very clear that it's, it's just uh, to go and to do the thing. And that it involves this tree ship. There's a lot of elements that sort of pile in, such as uh, the Voyage of the Dawn Treader. I, I, I mentioned the Odyssey before. But there's other elements, such as uh, science fiction, and say that the project becomes more speculative in nature, that, you know, we... It, uh, it doesn't just end with... <laughs> uh, and to talking it, about it in, in a sort of speculative sense where it's, it's this merging of science fiction and fantasy that's it, it, in a way it's sort of tough it's like okay well what what is this thing and how can it be so And I've been playing around with ideas of, oh, it's this and that. But really it's about just setting out on the adventure. So, what's the, what's the first step? <clears throat> There's a wildness to it. There's a fantastic wildness of just go, just get out there. I'm reminded of Snuffkin, who's this fantasy character from uh, Moomin Valley, who who arrives, you know, who who leaves and arrives. It's he's seasonal. Uh, he wears green too, so there's this suggestion that he's this expression of nature. <clears throat> this sort of revivification, reviving.
And I think ultimately it's, it's this sort of part of myself that's part of it. But, there, but also, as I said, um, there's the element of, of the unknown. And it's, it's better to do it rather than to overthink it. <clears throat> Say I'll get very um, creative with it and go, oh, well, you know, I can... use all the tools at my resources, but it, it's, it's still early in the game. And... So what am I... Th- I, I I'm, I'm thinking of it in the sense there was one writer that I know of on Twitter who spoke of a character as if it were the, that they were the character. And... I marveled at it as they as they were talking about that it was that they were living through this character and there was this journalistic quality to the character uh, that that it's them right that they're having this personal experience going through and I'm not sure if that's quite right But in, in these conversations with the subconscious, it does feel like that. It feels like, say, it's a dream, you know, and you're, you're going through the dream. You communicate with various parts of the dream. And if you're, if you're listening, you know, like you're getting this, these this message back from yourself and this is me you know tagging along with the idea that we are the dream or rather you are your own dream you know you are yeah you are your dreams just as much as you know you are your mind you are your life <clears throat> But it's, it's, it's the ship <laughs> that's the most important thing. And it's kind of frustrating because I, you know, I, I, thought, I thought it was all about the main character. Um, and it is. But even as I'm saying this, I'm arguing because it's like, I am, I am the main character. I am the main character of my life. And... I've had I've had this bizarre uh, run-in with I, I shouldn't just limit it to one person. I've met a number of people who seem to be. Some of them are definitely uh, and and I'm unpacking this as I'm saying it that they that they are 
living out a fantasy that, say, of the person who they would like to be or dream of being. And say, you know, some will go to great lengths. I remember going to Halloween parties, especially in my teens. But looking back, let's say I was creating costumes and dressing up uh, with this expression of of what was going on inside. That there was for me, like say, yeah, uh, there were a lo- there are a lot of costumes that, sorry all of the costumes had to do with these choices and that they said things and were a way to uh, express. I saw a a cosplayer, a local cosplayer, Anuki uh, cosplay. It's weird too because making these... I'll just finish with this, but anyways, Anuki cosplay that... I went and looked at what kind of stuff he was doing. I already knew, uh, say I'd sat on a couple panels with him. And then, but, but looking him up online, uh, reading an interview and seeing something else. And there is this, um, it's too easy saying something like that uh, a person is into uh, horror, right? Oh, I like to watch horror. Or I, you know, in this case it was somebody who's dressing up and who's, um, there were, there were Im- uh, images that were of the gentler, I th- I, gentler co- costumes, let's say. But I just remember seeing costumes that were, uh, gory and gory and gruesome uh, and on one hand, I can go, you know, it's like, oh yeah, it's fun to dress up. But on another level, that it's a reflection of our our own nature. Um, and, and when I see somebody going along that path, I see, I see their pain. And, you know, say when somebody has a tattoo, uh, I, see, I see their pain. You, know, you don't... <laughs> and in and two, you could go... You know, oh moss. You know, it's just, it's just ink. You know, it's just ink and a you know tapping needle and scar tissue. Uh, but that's not that. You know, that's not where I'm coming from. And I, e- even if it's something like a Lord of the Rings thing that somebody has tattooed on themselves. Like say this, in a way, the strangeness of tattooing yourself with the inscription that's on the one ring, uh, because it's the dis- the original description in the book of this inscription uh, speaks of it in a very it's a very horrible way. The, the pronunciation of the language, the script is beautiful, but there's this sense of corruption. And there are far, far finer things to uh, inscribe in one's own skin. It speaks. It says something. Uh, there's something important 
even, even if somebody gets tattooed with the most um, benign thing, you know, <laughs> you know, why go somewhere? Uh, and two, there's questions of hygiene, right? You could get uh, hepatitis uh, infection, you know, so you're, you know, is that the first thing that people are thinking? Well, I will, you know, I'm going to seek out a place with a good reputation. No, they go in uh, and they're motivated by, and two, I would say some, some form of grief. They've, they've got to mark themselves in order to remember something or remember someone or just that there's something important. There's a movie called Memento where it's just this endless um, this process, like one's body becomes this template. <clears throat> and it's not right, the right word, but it is a kind of template because the memory gets wiped, and so they're constantly adding information to their body. Uh, so they're, you know, their notes, their memo, in a way, their screenplay. It's they're they're always wearing it. And it's just loaded with warnings. Right. One story that they're writing that 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 is, you know, the story is uh, that we all share. Uh, in a sense, you know, we are, it's tattooing it. Uh, we are, but we're also sort of shaping it and crafting it until it gets to a certain point and then we're sending it out there. We all know how to do this thing, but there is a sense of uh, craft about it as we story tattooists go, go along. So this tattoo of the of this ship. What is it with this ship? I'm imagining that it that say we get to see it at at its inauguration, its beginning. You know when they smash a champagne bottle on the side of a ship that tradition, that we see it, a kind of baptism in a sense, that the ship has been um, created. I'm thinking now of how ships, <laughs> I was going to say, say um, novels, manuscripts, there we go, manuscripts. For the most part, uh, ultimately, they're printed on uh, tree paper. There's usually there's especially for you know old paperbacks. There's this high content. It, it even could be newsprint, but there's this high content of post-consumer waste, of recycling, recycled paper. It's a weird thing too because all paper is recycled, even. 
even if you're getting fresh stuff, it's been broken. It's been, um, the fibers have been separated in this process. I think I talked about it somewhere else about paper making. I might not have uploaded that. Uh, I have to go back and see if I did this paper making episode because I know I I talked about it my my time as a paper maker bookbinder it didn't last long uh, but it was there were elements that were satisfying uh, but ultimately not right safe that say some things. Um, outshine and, and really what it was is it was my own um, hopes and dreams the desperation to to work on my story I mentioned earlier about about memories and about how how we can balance them you know here's a terrible plot um, even a terrible story you know is it possible to transform that? Is it possible to get in there and influence it? You know, be in our headspace and be transforming the tale and turning it into something uh, amazing. I'm just thinking of the of a of a setting in my fantasy world. A long time ago, and it was uh, the Tower of Tales, and it was sort of, sort of like the hub of my fantasy world, the axis point around which everything was spinning. I suppose too that say I could easily put that into into the. Um, I think it is already there. But I've sort of I've encoded it. Well, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Because in the in my first book, there is a tower, and it is at the center. But I'm just thinking of of that place, and I'm thinking of um, What am I thinking? Now I've lost. <laughs> now I've lost my thought. So it's just about thinking about that that tower. And, and two, it was the Tower of Tales, and it became Talus, and that there was an actual character named Talus who had who had imagined the the tower into being, and that it was a place of meeting and peace and debate. soul bringing me back home and ultimately that's what it is with this ship it's about getting back home kind of best worst memory is 
of uh, playing in a cardboard box. And that cardboard box was, it, it, you know, and two, there it is. It's made out of a tree. It's made from tree fibers, cardboard. Uh, it's, you know, brown. Uh, brown like a tree. And so there I am, sitting in that, in that box. And it's my, it's my ship. And, you know, we can, we can go places and do things. It's interesting, too, to say it like that. We. Uh, you and I. The box and I. Uh, and that is... It, it's, it's the imaginative. Like, say, that I remember it with this affection of that it was my kind of getaway. Uh, from uh, abuse. And so here's this thing made out of tree, and I can, I can imagine my way out. It doesn't have to be the way it is. So I can, I can dream, I can... And two, I was making up stories in that sense. And every child does, I hope, in the sense of make-believe. And that's what that was. It was it was make believe. And and so once again here's that here's a return to that and here's a request from uh, a part of me that knows better than I. You know, a part that says this is how you do it. You know, this is how you get out of the uh, that uh, those horrible houses, those horrible couple of houses, and those uh, horrible people, and how how you can uh, imagine better people, better people, better places. So this tree ship, uh, yeah, basically, it's a much more, <clears throat> much more advanced cardboard box. <laughs> it's a very elaborate cardboard box. And it's hilarious, too, that it has so much potential, you know, that... I'm remembering uh, there's a story about a machine breaks down and they bring in a, an, a, an expert to fix it. Nobody can fix it. They bring in an expert and he just he goes over to one part of the machine, turns a screw, and it fixes the whole thing. And, and then he asks for his fee. It, it verges on the the piper you know the piper who's you know they they want to, to want to get rid of the the rats so they get this piper who gets rid of the rats and then they refuse to pay him so in this case 
I guess it would be say a mechanic or an engineer, and they say, "Well, why should we, why should we pay you?" You know, it was just one screw, and the reply is, "Ah, yes, but it's the right one," which means that, you know, you're you're paying for the knowledge, the expertise, the specialization. You're not paying for the, you know, the act of going over to, you know, one screw. It's not one screw. Or bolt or um, switch. Or a bit of programming would be the modern equivalent. You know, in uh, whatever computer language. Why should we pay you for changing that little bit of code in the software? It's like, well, you're, you're not paying for that. <laughs> You're, pay, you're paying for the, you know, this highly trained individual. That's what you're paying for, to spend time, you know, on your bleep project. So uh, it's it's good to talk about it's. Uh, it's good to be saddled with. Uh, at the same time, it, it's a conundrum. Because, say, after this, I'll go home and I'll sit. I'll sit in the cardboard box and hope, you know, and work on it, too, to get myself uh, out, out of uh, where I'm at. And two, that's a that's an interesting. For me, I'm sort of sitting here listening to myself and going, "It's like, this is interesting. <laughs> I haven't thought about it that way before, you know." But I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the analogy. I'm seeing the personal symbolism. Other stuff about the tree, the tree part of the tree ship. I've written some about tree ships, and. It gets back to Tolkien. I, I saw an early illustration of, really, Middle Earth. And it had a, a kind of continent as a ship. And there was a sail. There's more to it than that. It's just, it's a pen and ink drawing. It doesn't factor in, really, to later stuff. But it's speaks to a, a kind of primitive uh, in one in say one's own sense you know in the creative sense like say I'm talking about you know my my cardboard box and so interesting too it's you know it's my cardboard box <laughs> Who owns anything? You know, we put all these labels on, you know, it's my car, it's my house, this is my job, this is my entitlement, right? I own this thing. Or is it the other way around, you know, that we, that we are owned by uh, capital, in capitals, L-I-F-E, 
end capitals. Uh, right, so as I'm heading back, Another way to look at it is that I I could knock myself out attempting to outline this thing and uh, that my subconscious wants. And there's sort of rules, there's advice like, don't tell anybody what you're doing. And one explanation was, it's an unfortunate one. It was sort of, you know, why... Why go to uh, go to the bathroom on the street when you can when you can do it inside? <laughs> Which leads to all kinds of you know Im- imagery and, and questions about you know civility, civilization. I do have a response. I have I have gone hiking and camping, and I have been out there with the mountain lions and the grizzly bears and uh, and others you know non-predator types I think bears are actually no no I'm just thinking of polar bears right so (laughs) bears are not necessarily vegetarians Uh, but anyways, yeah, say once you're out there, you, you, you're camping for a week, you dig a latrine. That's, that's a good reason to go to the bathroom outside, is that there is no inside nearby. Uh, I went quote-unquote camping. It's more like glamping, glamorous camping. But recently I, I did. We were, We spent a night in the bush, but it wasn't the bush. It was a, a campground. They had, you know, RV hookups. They had a, an area where you could take a shower and uh, uh, washrooms there. You know, and obviously, hopefully, you're not going to go dig a latrine, you know, at the campsite. It's just my understanding that that's not how it's supposed to unfold. <laughs> I've left a donation. <laughs> um, right, yeah. You know. So, is, is it that, say, civility, is it that when you're, when you're writing in the city, you know, that you don't do your business outside? and that you do it uh, behind closed doors. There's another something to add on to that is and another another analogy Stephen King saying the first draft is behind closed doors and then you open the door after that that you invite you share uh, with others. This is where the analogy breaks down as well. It's like, wait a second, are you saying that uh, storytelling is, you know, the equivalent of uh, a BM, a bowel movement? I think that's a a nurse's uh, 
I grew up hearing that that kind of stuff because there was there were nurses in the family, so nurses, friends of nurses, aunts, aunts. I don't know if they were uncles, but uh, definitely uh, there were women in the family that were connected to the medical establishment. So the analogy breaks down, as as they do, under close scrutiny. Like a knife through butter. Okay. Uh, so we're, we should be rounding things up now. We've, we've made our way down to the second street, which is thoroughly damp and drenched, as it should be in a rainforest. Um, yeah, I live with trees. I mean, I, this is a rainforest. It is literally a rainforest, you know, and some trees have been cleared for a city. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure, too, how long that will last. You know, at what point will the trees not be able to uh, survive here? These type of trees. And will we have to plant trees that are adapted to whatever... Uh, climate, you know, we find ourselves in. Ourselves, ourself. Uh, yeah, but moving on. What's my, what's my next step? I think that it's, it's for me, that's, it's the project that's for me. It's not the project that's for everyone else. You know, it's not the project to sell. And perhaps it could go that way. But it, and two, it's the whole reason to be, for me, to be make-believing on quote-unquote paper. It seems like most of it now is digital, at least for me. I still have some printouts that I base things off of, but uh, is there any longer any need for uh, tree paper? And I've mentioned too, it's a it's a terrible use of a resource. Um, you know. The, the classic example is industrial hemp, chanvre, that, is, uh, that yields more fiber than uh, tree, quote-unquote, harvesting. Even though it, it now is completely beyond, it's not no longer about planting trees, and it's purely about CO2 and how to get rid of it. That could be, uh, <laughs> I think somebody's in, in their car with this, you know, listening to their, um, listening to satell a satellite telling them where they are. I can tell you where you are.
but I'm not I'm not exactly sure. I would stop and I would say something if I if I was if I had any doubts. Do I have any doubts? Anyways, moving on. So what am I up to? I'm uh yeah. I've been sent on this mission. I've been sent on this quest uh to go out to do this thing. And to embrace the ship, that the ship, with all its symbolism, uh, terrible symbolism too, like the Pequod in Moby Dick. I'm not sure if I've spoken about that, because I, I did a class in that, and it was, uh, it showed me the potential, like say, say that you can be discussing the ship of state, uh, the United States. And really, any, any form of government. The things that are occurring now in politics have always occurred. You know, we are, we are plagued with sociopaths, power-hungry animals, uh, and corruption. Tell us more, Moss. And too, I stray. I keep, I keep wanting to focus on this tree ship and go. Well, what is it? And and really, what I've got is just an opening scene of um, finding the ship, and that say, you know, we start off and it's a kind of sapling. You know, there's the shipyard is. Uh, has created this ship. There's a kind of sentience as well to it. I don't know if you've seen Farscape, but I'm thinking, I keep coming back to that in this, these living ships with uh, sentient mm, pilots. That's, that's what they were called. And two, I think that the pilot was a fungal being. Fantastic stuff. And it really stretched you know the boundaries of at least for me like say in in what we watch that's what was stretched uh, and there's uh, also say uh, personal relationships uh, in science fiction shows because a lot of that is that true I want to say it so but I'm sort of stretching now and I'm going, well, I can think of shows where, where there's a lot, a lot more realistic relationships. I'm just thinking of the ones where it's, it's very pow-pow, or rather pew-pew, and the relationships are, seem to be predominantly tropish, uh, damsels in distress, knights in shining armor. Reproduction narrative, getting back to that. Stand by your man. Let's see. What else? The, so the tree ship, yeah. You know, where does my, my character, this, this avatar of myself, you know, uh, how does that, how does that come about? Why does that happen? 
uh, who that, that's a weird thing too. I know who they are, you know. Yeah, it's it's me. So there's in a way there's no there's no need to, to sort of play around anymore. <laughs> Just go, it's me. It's me, often on an adventure uh, within myself. You know, it's there's no beating around the bush, and and that the the elements that I encounter in writing, again, it's myself and that you know issues that I'm wrestling with. But it's also not for sale. It's it's not something. It's not say where I'm. I'm thinking about. Uh, I'm not thinking about the audience. There's only one person that I'm you know thinking about for the audience, and how they feel about it. It's interesting too to say they. I ought to be saying we. Right. It's this. Uh, looking at myself as more complex than just an I, you know, the persona on the top, or the, the mask. It's a kind of change of heart, in a way, rather than... And again, this is because uh, I'm snapping back. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm having these mixed emotions about the, the convention uh, can't being cancelled. And, and going, okay, well... Carry on. <laughs> Carry on, soldier. Uh, you know, this is... Uh, this is my life, so what are we going to do with it? And um, Let's make it something beautiful and um, personally profound, right? Let's, uh, let's have a glorious adventure in pursuit of the essential, right? The essential. I said the profound, you know. And, and too, for me, that that's the center. And sort of uh, how to get there, how to stay there, how to set it up so that there's this endless opportunity to um, contemplate that state, that state of mind. So, so yeah, yeah, and two, it's, it's a sort of puzzle, it's sort of like there's this, there's this tree ship, you know, it's just, it's just happened, it's just, um, 
It's it's in this kind of what do you call it? Well, not an arbory, but uh, somewhere where you grow things. Like it's sort of a garden, but in the sense of I guess it, yeah, it would be a garden. But it um, uh, it is a shipyard where where these ships are are grown, and it's. Uh, it's a sapling, right? And it's just starting off. And there's this uh, relationship that happens between uh, it and uh, its pilot, I guess. There's all kinds of other terms, though, that, that are there, such as, you know, captain, right? Captain of the ship and, and all of these... Uh, Hierarchical, I think that's the pronunciation. Every time I see uh, hierarchy, I want to say, I so I see error in there. And well, why, why don't you say uh, higher? It probably was as well. You know, go back a couple hundred years, and people were saying, pronouncing it differently. You know, why isn't it uh, hierarchical? What's the H for <laughs> in hierarchy? But yeah, that's not that's not what's going on at the moment. I'm going back to one of my earlier influences as well, which is Wizard of Earthsea. And Ged, aka Sparrowhawk, sets out uh, on this on this adventure. It's dress-up, it's, it's costumes, it's pretending. How are we doing? Oh, we are there. Okay. Thank you for listening. Take care.